the morning chanting, puja, is it energizing the, the throat, throat chakra, to open the throat to, to chant. Means when you're chanting, you're just kind of really noticing if you're tight around your neck or your collar, your upper chest, and just really loosen there. Even more important, getting every word right is to is to use the use the practice you know, for for getting resonance. It's not a public performance; it's part of our practice. You just you know, notice this this area, the throat, and the upper chest, just le- dropping the shoulders, loosening up around this area, so you can breathe fully. <coughs> Deliberately keeping the the, uh, the throat loose, letting the air blow over the voice box and so you get this droning resonance from that from that openness of the throat <coughs> this is actually much more than just um, even making a sound it's to, to feel the kind of this resonance in your body and uh, particularly in this area has, a, has an effect it just opens up the emotional uh, quality, the heart quality. How much of uh, heart, how many heart qualities are just held back because you have this kind of, one has this tightness in the throat, can't speak. So often this is what people say, is it? No, not heard, not listened to, can't express it, can't have my say. And uh, what's actually being meant here? There's some other things, moods, qualities that are not really being able to be put out there, to be felt, somehow in just being able to resonate them and feel them. That's all we're asking for, really, not to have an answer or even feel good, but just to be able to feel and resonate. So there's something about resonance that's particularly um, beneficial whether you're resonating the good, the bad, the bright, the dull, the confused, this is resonance with it. There's this, this capacity for the resonant mind to just to listen, to be spacious, to be empathic. And somehow that's tremendously helpful. This is what we set up in a puja. This is the the blessedness of it. That we can be heard. And things we didn't even really know we needed to be felt or felt. Some things we can't really put words to. So there's a lot more to it than just chanting some Pali verses. Sometimes in this puja what we're experiencing is darkness, dullness, irritation, bored, fed up, hate morning pujas, and yet you, one will want to miss it for the world. 
is a chance to feel the feeling of hating the morning puja. A wonderful, blessed opportunity. <laughs> and uh, just feel fit and complain, feel one's the complaining mind in all its glory, kind of uh, fault finding with everybody else. Ah, the relief. Uh, just to, to be able to resonate with that. Not we particularly encouraging these moods, but somehow in the letting it out. And it's this helpful way of letting it out because you're not you're not actually saying anything unpleasant that's gonna hurt anybody or affect anybody. But whatever is present, you just say, Well let it let it be out there and resonate with it. Then it's heard, listened to. That's the blessed one. That's why we praise the blessed one. That's the ble- that's the blessed one right there. The hearing of our energies. So that's most of what it is. Dull energy, stagnant energy, frustrated energies, uh, and of course joyful energies, rapturous energies, aspiring energies. This kind of movement, yeah. movement of of um, of the energy system, bodily one, the emotional one. So the way the body acts as a resonator for the for the heart energy, the heart energy acts as a uh, ability to um, put into mood tones and listen, and then the the uh, thought faculty or the witnessing watchful mind and contemplate this whole sense this whole what's happening what's present what's the what's the point of this Mm. is it to experience a particular set of moods and emotions is it to not experience particular sets of emotions, or is it just to find where is the right now, where is the dukkha and the the suffering, the stress, the tension, the conflict, and where is the ending of that? So we we experience in the bright, the positive, the skillful, or the dark negative, the unskillful. We might find that actually what we want to expand the feeling of is the the, the bright, the skillful, the sense of um, here we are together. There's a sense of wonderful specific suchness to this. Just these particular voices at this time will never be this way again. Something very 
such about it, just this, and it's personal, it's embodied, it's manifest. Suchness is the manifestation, specific momentary manifestation. It's not some disembodied experience, it's the specific manifestation that is just at this moment. There's something delightful in that. Whether it's, you know, mundane or gross or whatever, just the specific momentariness of it is the is the suchness. That's that's a kind of blessed quality. When we can when we tune into that, something you know, just to be able to tune in at that level, you know, the everything is of that nature. Particular voices, the sounds, subtle movement of, of air, the temperature, particular moment of thought that arises, all very personal in a way, very mundane, and yet once it's kind of held in this particular blessed way, it's, uh, it's marvellous. Because we're not clinging to it, we're not analysing, we're not affirming it or negating it, just letting it be resonant. Oh. The mind is somehow, there's a freshness there. We expand the feeling of that. Expand the feeling means that something scans. You notice this is this this particular quality of listening. This itself oh. that's able to hold all of it. It's not just continually fighting against the dark or the negative or whatever. It's not that continual struggle. It's able to hold all of it. There's nothing to be frightened or ashamed of. There's nothing to keep trying to stuff down or or twist into shape. Just let it blow. Oh, then, but listen. Don't validate the moods and feelings. Don't invalidate them. In other words, we're not kind of building up a whole kind of analysis of how we are or way we should be or the way it could be and kind of concocting something you know, adding to it giving it substance we're letting it be just such and that's that's, uh, is, that's the point of devotion uh, the miraculous point of devotion transforms the world Expanding the feeling of that means you to dwell in that. And to dwell in it often means you, you've got to actually stay with that process where the thoughts, the feelings in the body are also held in that way. The sensations of breathing in and out. So you've got something specific to, to marvel at. 
but it's, again, it's not to just kind of tighten up around these things because you want to keep the marveling there, sense of wonder, sense of spaciousness and suchness about breathing in and out. It's not another grim chore that you get down to it. God awful hours in the morning. It's just going to be the feeling of swelling in the belly, the movement of the clothes, the tightening, the rushing of movement of air in your throat, behind the bridge of the nose. Or it just perhaps it's just a matter of being with your energy as it is, and holding the body, just straightening the body, lifting it carefully, shaping it up with each breath. Lifting from the hips, just gently like you're stroking a cat. Just, uh, so just lifting it from the hips and uh, opening the belly. So you're just carefully keeping the body from contracting, handling its energies so you open them and get them to um, be more fluid. See, so it gets rigid. We lock it, the body energy gets rigid, then there's a locking into the emotional states. And then it's no longer such, it's just a dense story again. So, what is it changes it? Mm-hmm. How does it come from just being me, feeling another day, ho hum, here we go again, boring old stuff, yada yada, to, oh, wow. What is it? I mean, it can be the same themes. <laughs> it's because your body energy is different. That's what it's based on. So if the body energy is, is loosened and opened and held upright, then uh, confusing or the whatever is marvelous. It's just that. It's why we sit. We put effort into sitting. Whereas we get up, get here, you know, build a hall. This takes effort. Building a dumb hall takes effort. You know, years of it. it. Takes effort to to train the body. And some you know, really recommend just even doing, you know, physical exercises to to strengthen and loosen the body. So you actually can uh, have this access. If your body energy is all tightened up and contracted, detachment is just an idea in the mind. It's the thought. You can't think devotion. You can't think blessed. Well, you can, but it's just a dumb word. To really feel it, you have to get that sense of how your body energy is present, resonant, giving rise to resonance and the heart opens because of that, it feels safe feels it's got something to stand on the heart can then open up and hear express and then your witnessing mind contemplates what's the meaning of this
where is the ending of stress and suffering and conflict so there is an application of the of the analytical very simple analysis just suffering, non-suffering contraction, non-contraction struggling opening sometimes this is just a can be something as rudimentary as just uh, opening the eyes trying to get get your presence established first of all that's the first thing that can be hours you know could be a substantial part of every every sitting is just getting getting your presence established a body presence these these simple things that we overlook we forget you know the basic basic ABC but somehow mind easily slips over them getting the posture right, firmly settling in the ground, opening the base chakra, opening the belly, opening the solar plexus, holding the body up, dropping the shoulders, bringing the head into line so the neck isn't leaning forward. It's real kind of primary stuff and yet you can lose it not establish it you're trying to move ahead thinking well let's get into samadhi or something you know but you you know you always got to, you always got to do the basic stuff you can't you know because the basic stuff is actually once you get that right that's the where you require the if you might say gross effort or that kind of obvious effort physical effort that's the first level of it it's just this much then the effort gets subtler you know, feeling into where you feel you're tight across your chest loosening the arms in the fingers sensing around the temples the, the forehead, the eyes breathing in, breathing out lengthening the breath impression so you open up internally maybe this is this is it just doing this for a, for an hour or two just getting some good ventilation through there opening the palms of the hands the soles of the feet breathing in, breathing out these places that can tingle Breathing in, breathing out, letting energy move through these areas as you breathe in and breathe out. And whatever mood is felt just in that in that opening up, the grumpy, the sensual craving, whatever it is, breathing in, breathing out breathing it through cleaning it out blessedness Mm. maybe we feel a more positive sense 
give you the internal sense of feeling bright, enthused, touched in a very positive way by this, uh, the meaning of what we're doing, the holiness, the blessedness of the practice, feeling the clarity of the body's energy, its comfort, its steadiness. What else is so sweet? Or in the chanting, just hearing the, the we-ness, the sense of us, these very specific voices, tonalities, husky and sweet, booming, whispering, sibilant, precious, kind of, it's all so human, so, so touching, and there's a, there's a whole we-ness there that's not really based upon our histories or roles or functions or we like or dislike or however we are feeling about each other on a personal level, it's just these, these presences, Bringing them, bringing it here, opening it up, just touching on an energetic level, taking each other in on an energetic level. How, how lovely that is! Mm. That there is, we can experience something called we. How, how do, how does a something called, which seems so singular, as me, and yet as valid and as necessary is the we. When there's, you know, if there's without we, how is there any kind of sense of being heard or sharing or resonant or offering or receiving? However, with that so when we come to this in a more positive sense, we feel a sense of offering to whatever, you know, to the to anything outside ourselves, the hungry ghosts, the devatas, everybody in the room, you know, parents, teachers, anything that's out there, just may it be that way, you know, bless it, offer a sense of really sending our resonance. Because it, because of this, just this marvel that there's there's a plurality that you never really understand. You never really can t- add it all up. You never really fathom it. So the mind is left kind of open, non-calculating, non-judging. Just the sense of you know. I can experience something other than myself. That's pretty amazing. I seem so in myself a lot of the time, so stuck in it, so embedded in it, and then you kind of ah, something else. So this this me thing is just only ever part of the picture, and how we need to know that. And we need to sense that so we can get some perspective on it. 
but just be continually recreating it in its own little self-important, self-involved, self-pitying ways. It's blessed to we sense and offering and then receiving, taking in, breathing in. Something listens, something shares, something is present, something stays with something holds something bears with the moods and the churning and the feelings refuge there this is where the devotion becomes a confidence unshakable confidence something bears with something is a resilience a resonant innocent resilience again you know, you could sense that in that in that sound of silence, where the body's energies are just vibrant. You can hear, or something. It's kind of subtle sound. Wrapping itself around the thoughts and moods, feelings. Breathing it in, just drawing it deeper and deeper within textures of the body. The withdrawal of the mind, opening it up and breathing it out. <coughs> 